Infrastructure is changing as enterprises accelerate digital transformation. In a cloud-first and increasingly automated world, infrastructure and operations must rethink how infrastructures are utilized and managed. According to Thomas Bittman, distinguished VP analyst at the Gartner Group, as cloud computing continues to grow, application portfolios are becoming more diverse and more hybrid. He argues that strategic infrastructure standardization, modernization, and automation efforts will be critical for successful digital transformation. In this podcast for future CIO, Alan Ting, founder and managing director for Workato Asia Pacific and Japan, shares with us his perspective on the topic. Alan, welcome to Podchats for Future CIO. Thank you for inviting me, Alan. According to the IBM Institute for Business Value, globally, CIOs report between 20 to 40 percent of organizational business processes have already undergone some automation. In Asia, to what extent do you believe automation has changed how business processes are handled? So I think when we think about automation in Asia, you know, RPA has dominated the headlines. But we need to understand that when we talk about automation, this 20-40% number, RPA, are we talking about RPA or are we talking about the total automation? And so we must understand that RPA is only the first mile of the automation journey that supports use cases based on a very single small group of tasks, trying to mimic the human interaction and human tasks that somebody would have to do repetitive tasks. Now, as business continue to push towards cloud and grow, businesses will need more robust automation in the next 100 miles for not only better efficiencies, but also innovation and growth as well. So while many companies have definitely undertaken RPA as a start, especially in Asia, I think many companies have not looked beyond kind of the next step of the automation journey. To meet the drive to further transform the business, what areas of the business itself should the CIO prioritize when it comes to automation? Because as you say, RPA is just one segment. There's a whole other items that go through automation from the application itself all the way to the backend processes. So. In order to harness the full potential of automation, business needs to adapt and adopt an integrated automation approach to enable their workflows to operate independently and constantly with minimal human effort. And this is partly where a lot of RPA projects breaks down because of changes that happens within the business. The business needs to be a little bit more agile. The UI changes very quickly. And therefore, where automation comes in is really looking at not just the task-based automation, but also the business process automation, the workflow automation, and and many other pillars of automation. Having an integrated automation approach will help companies to prevent them from developing fragmented workflows operations and enable them to have business practices to improve their accuracy and consistency in their operations. So while today, many CIOs would think about RPA automation as part of a strategy to solve certain inefficiencies, I think the biggest priority is looking at how automation can transform the entire process, not just by mimicking the current way you're doing things, but really looking at transforming the entire business process to meet the new way of doing things. What we have worked with many companies is instead of trying to automate a task, can that task even be eliminated? Because the whole entire process has changed. In today's digital world, there is a big convergence that is happening between the integration and the automation space. And so 
CIO should prioritize trying to reconcile this big difference that this convergence is going to affect. Because integration and automation is not two separate problems. In our view, it is kind of two sides to the same coin. And companies that is able to look at it from the same set of problems, find ways to solve it holistically, data, process, and user experience in a holistic way would come out on top in this new digital era. So what you're suggesting is being two sides of the same coin. You you cannot really prioritize one over the other. They, they both go hand in hand. From that perspective, how does leadership determine what is the better option for them as they look at the combination of integration and automation, two things that they have to do at the same time? So don't look at it as separate problem. Look at it as the same problem. And these two problems are data and process. So data and process is not two different problems, right? You know, it's actually the same problem where if we look at it as two separate problems, then you start to have a lot of fragmentation. And then you start to realize that you need different tools. To give you an example, in the past, when we think about integration problems, we think about, oh, I need a integration platform like an iPads. Oh, I need an API gateway. I need a ESB. And in the early days, it was the ESB, the Tipco and the Oracle, you know, Fusion, you know, and then other integration products that came out in more recent years. And then when you think about the process side of things, we think about VPNs, we think about RPA, you know, and those players are looking at a lot of, you know, kind of the process side of things. Now, our belief is that CIOs that look at this as a holistic problem, integration as automation is a holistic problem, will actually see a lot of benefits from one being able to train the teams to work together rather than two separate teams doing data, two separate things, a different team doing process, you know, and also kind of leverage technology to help them do these two things with one single approach. And traditionally, MA has not solved problems, you know, but they have, you know, signal a market demand, right? To give you an example, in most recent years, we have some of the integration players merging with the automation players. For example, we have Blue Prism merging with the integration player and, you UiPath as well. And I think, you know, that signals the need for companies to look at these two as the same problem and not different problem, right? Blue Prism with Tipco, UiPath with Cloud Element, MuleSoft with Service Trace. And this confirms what the market needs, right? Companies don't just want to buy two different pieces of software from the same place, but they want integration and automation in one platform built in, not voted on with a single approach. And that's kind of what we have been seeing across the market space. We have been looking at many of our customers locally, like Grab, Scoot, have looked at this in a way that integration and automation is not separate problems that needs to have competing priorities, but really looking at it as the same problem of trying to drive better business efficiency, better business outcome. And there are many products, you know, including the WorkCloud platform that allows company to solve it in a holistic way rather than a piecemeal approach. So let's say that as an organization or as a leader, the the technology leader for the organization, the CIO said, fine, I agree. I I need an integrated automation strategy or platform for this. So for the CIO, how does he or she build a business case for such a strategy or an integration-led automation strategy? Looking at inside what is happening today will help them to justify that business case. Let me give you an example. Traditionally, when we think about the yesterday's approach to integration and automation, companies have many tools, right? You ask a company what kind of integration automation tools they have in the mix. They have many. VPM, RPA, API management, IPAS, ETL, all of the different kinds of integration automation tools they have today internally requires different skill sets for each of their products, which result to lack of standardization, frustrated 
corporate stakeholders because delivery are slower. Now, what we're saying is that today's unified approach to integration and automations allow for simplified experience for the delivery teams. So, for example, one of our customers, Grab, you know, they look at integration and automation not as separate problems, but really what is the outcome that they're trying to drive towards and justify the business case based on the outcome rather than the technology. When we are looking at a very outcome-driven approach, then the technology, you know, to support that approach is important. In fast-growing companies like Grab, like Gojek, you know, Coupang in Korea, look at this as a way to scale faster because with one approach, instead of many different products, the delivery teams will have a simplified approach. You have a unified experience for both the business stakeholders as well IT, faster time to market, and more business outcome. So I would look at the current processes today in all of these businesses, you know, and the recommendation is if there are things that you can't achieve today with the products that you have and that drive a big outcome, then, you know, what are the areas where a unified approach can actually support driving faster outcome for the business? What would be the biggest challenges that the CIO will face as he readies the organization to go for this integration-led automation strategy? I think the biggest change is the team skill sets within the team. And when we look at, you know, kind of platforms like what we provide at Vocado, the biggest thing is around helping the team to understand that the world has changed. So change is going to be a big part. And this likens to the example that I like to share with many CIOs that if we are trying to buy a DVD player, we will always be buying DVD players. And we will buy the better DVD, Blu-ray, Ultra, HD player. But then we have to start to realize that today everyone has moved to streaming. People are going to Netflix and the, you know, kind of streaming services. And so when looking at some of these challenges, it's helping the teams to understand what that future should look like. Because otherwise, a lot of the requirements that we gather would be, oh, you know, would this DVD player support Blu-ray Ultra DVDs? Would it have, you know, support for two CDs that can be played at the same time, right? But those things are non-existent in the Netflix world. So helping the teams to really understand the difference between the new way of doing things and kind of what we are used to would probably be the biggest shift that organizations would have to take. So beyond the mindset change that needs to happen, in, in terms of technical skills that are needed by the team, not, not just the CIO again, but the entire team, what type of skills will be needed to help execute an integration-led automation strategy? Can I just go with what I already have right now or do I need to get upgraded? The beauty of the current modern technology is, is that it is so simple to set it up. Low code, no code has obviously spurred some of these changes. So I think the world has changed. The beauty of the modern technologies is that you can train the current team with this new set of technologies to do some of this work. And the additional benefit of that, you know, low code, no code technology is that there is a big shift in the IT organization and what the value IT organizations bring to their business. In the past, IT organizations has always been a service organization. You request a ticket, we will fulfill your ticket demand. You know, we want our teams to make requests to us. Today, the modern CIOs look at it as an empowerment organization. My team will create the tools, create the framework, create the strategy, but to support and empower the rest of the organization to do some of these things themselves. Now, in the past, if you have a very technical product, you would never want to let the business team do some of these things themselves. But 
But with low-code, no-code technology, the bias of some of these technologies is about enabling the rest of the business. For example, the Scoot Airlines, the people that are building the integration and automation are within the business functions. In Scoot's case, HR teams are building their own chatbots, their integration between their workday and ServiceNow and different tools that they have internally, and then getting guidance from IT to give them the structure and the framework. So IT will say, hey, you know, this is the tools and the technology and the framework that you can use and let your people who understand the business problems better to solve some of these challenges. And that's kind of where the beauty of some of these low-code, no-code technology has driven some of these industry changes because it is so easy to get started. It's so easy to train the current team and you don't need to hire specific skill sets to come on such a technology. You can use your current team and leverage your current team and empower them to be able to do more. To what extent is Workato involved in automation? We are in the enterprise integration as a platform space. But if you look at most of the companies who are using the platform, many of the use cases are integration as the foundational layer to connect to the systems, but using that integration layer to figure out how data and process can be intertwined and automate process between the tools that they have. One of the cool things is that, you know, today, many of us are in our chat environment, in our Slack, our Microsoft team, and our Facebook by Workplace. The beauty of the modern tools like Vocado can integrate with some of the chat tools to allow for whenever there's an approval process that comes in, for example, the bot will go to you as the manager and say, hey, somebody submitted an approval somewhere. Can you approve it? And then the manager will click approve or reject. And automatically, this data flows back into the backend system. And so many companies actually look at this as if we can create a new layer where employees interact with their backend system on Teams or chat or Slack, then whatever we have in the backend system, whether it's Workday or ServiceNow or success factors, it doesn't really matter because employees want that experience of being able to do things faster, not having to grapple with all the tools that we as a company provide to them. In today's context, there are a lot of tools out there within companies. How do you see automation evolving in 2022 and beyond in the environment that we are in today, where it's outcome and experiences that are more important rather than the technology? The first thing is, you know, we need to design automation to allow for operating at real times. That means when something is happening, you know, we need to automate that process quickly, right? Respond to the business events in real time. For example, updating financial inventory data immediately, automating immediate follow-ups. And right now, in this new era of virtual and remote, gone are the days where, you know, companies are used to people traveling back and forth because everything is meetings back to back. You know, everything needs to happen, you know, immediately. The second thing is cloud native uh, platforms and many organizations are looking at more tools to help them to do more. IDC predicts that about 500 million apps will be created by I think 2023 and that's a huge number of tools, right? Obviously, some of them will be cloud native, some of them will be developed apps. And the challenge for many organizations is that the more tools we are using, the more times we are spending in manual operation tasks to manage those tools, right? So helping our organizations to actually be able to connect them at the back so that we are not trying to toggle between these tools would drive a big efficiency within the organization. The third thing I would say is that kind of using tools that are accessible 
and easy to use. Because employees and the line of business increasingly expect things to be easier, faster. And that's a measure in our consumer space. We are used to nice tools, right? You know, we can open our mobile app, our Apple devices, and there's YouTube there and, you know, some of our, our social media platforms and things need to be nice. And so a lot of these ideas are coming back into the business context. Business teams would be more frustrated when things don't look nice anymore, right? In the past, they would live with it. I think today, the challenge is that business teams want things to be better, you know, more efficient and and automated. And the last thing is democratization of technologies. It is less about building necessary just COEs and building specific teams to do specific technology work. The biggest value driver would be around how technology teams can build business but tech-enabled teams. Meaning, how can business technology teams enable the business team to they themselves be tech-enabled? In Wokado, you know, our HR team, for example, builds all their integration and all their chatbots. And the, the lady that builds it, you know, in our team is this person named Jia Ying. Before she joined Wokado, she was a merchandiser at a supermarket chain in Singapore. So basically, she's the one stocking up your supermarket shelf. But what we did is we gave her the tools and the training. And today, if you talk about integration in HR and automation, nobody would think of anybody else except this lady who had no technical background. She had no IT background, no engineering degree, none of those but empowering the people with the tools and technology to do some of these things themselves, right? So the democratization of this technology so that people can build their own integration, their own chatbots, their own automation themselves. And that is also going to be a, a mindset shift for many organizations. Alan, thank you for joining me on Podchats for Future CIO. Thank you, Alan. Yeah. That was Alan Ting, Founder and Managing Director of Workato Asia-Pacific in Japan, speaking to us on the topic of automation priorities for CIOs in 2022. You are listening into Podcast for Future CIO. As always, if you have a topic you'd like us to cover on this channel, simply email us at editors at society.com. We'd also like to invite you to sign up for a free weekly newsletter so you won't miss an episode of Podcast for Future CIO. In the meantime, stay safe, have a great day, and see you on the next episode of Podcast for Future CIO. Bye for now.